Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 31. We are going to be talking about the nine essentials to your online dating profile. And welcome to the show. Hello, Wisdom Community. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 31. We're going to be talking about the nine things that you must have on your dating profile. As we've all looked online, we see that person, we click through their photos, we think that picture paints an interesting an interesting story, but then you go to the profile and there's absolutely nothing there. And so I'm going to bring my co-host, Michelle, on in just a moment. I'm sorry about that, Juan. I'm bringing on my co-host, Michelle, remotely. So if you want to ask a question at the end of the podcast, then I'll be happy to entertain your questions. So just waiting for Michelle to click on and we will get the show started. Actually, I'll go ahead and start without her. These are the nine things that you must have on your online dating profile. Once again, this is brought to us by one of our favorite websites, theeverygirl.com. And you can find lots of interesting articles on theeverygirl.com. Career and finance, fashion, beauty, home, living, wellness, sex and relationships, culture, and tech backgrounds. It's actually a very well put together website and has a lot of interesting articles um, that are very pertinent to the topic of online dating, which we are going over. And so waiting for Michelle. Okay, I'm coming back live and I see Michelle now. I think she probably powered down a protein drink, an energy bar, and probably a raw steak while we're waiting. And we're going to have Michelle in three, two, one. Yes, I love raw steak. <laughs> of course, you have to have it. That was funny. No, I was actually responding back to my accountant and uh, was trying to get that done real quick. So, it was how funny are because you? As soon as I clicked on, I saw one. I was like, "Wow, Michelle is like on. She's on it, man." And then I I click over, and unfortunately, it was one of our listeners. And I have to apologize to him. Juan uh, wanted to be a guest, and uh, and I had to apologize to Juan profusely. But uh, Michelle and I, we live 50 miles apart, so it's almost impossible for us to be in the same room at the same time. And this is the most ideal way for us to, you know, have our conversation. Yeah, so Juan, sit tight and join join us after we are uh, <laughs> done chatting about the article. Exactly. Exactly. So you had an interesting afternoon. I did. I did. So, so there's there, and, and I I like shilling for these people. I don't make any money shilling for them. Uh, maybe I'll put a link in the show notes. It's for a company called User Interviews, and um, and I have a tech background. So over the last four months, I started doing these user interviews, which are more one-to-one Zoom kind of calls. You actually were going to an in-person live event. I was. And you're and and by being overbooked, you're going to get paid twice. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about that, actually. So, so what exactly happened? So they overbooked it, basically. So, so they, they overbooked it. They said, we'll pay you the 125 150 150 for showing today. Come back when? Tomorrow or a week from now? They're going to send me, I guess, an email to reschedule it. Hmm. They're going to send you an email and then pay you another 125 to come back again. Yeah. What the heck? Well, the one thing about these user interviews is I know, I know the company that is interviewing me has been burned by no-shows when they constantly send me email updates, you know, saying, okay, you're going to be there tomorrow, right? And it's just like, yes, I, I've, ne- I've, never missed, I've never missed a time, ever. Right. And then, then I'll get like two more confirmations that morning. And, and if I choose to ignore one of them, they'll, they'll message me. And I've even gotten a phone call like 10 minutes before my time. It's like, we're just making sure you're going to be online. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be online. And so I think, I think in this type of thing, I think a lot of people like the concept of making an extra 150 or 125 bucks, Mm -hmm. but actually doing the work and showing up. Well, they're not exactly great on that. Well, yeah. And I would, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I actually did one last uh, week for Verizon, and we went way over time. I mean, it was like, and it was it was kind of a bizarre. I can't talk about what we were talking about, but it was really bizarre because it was the the meeting was set for an hour, mm-hmm. and so, and then the interface that they were using wasn't like Zoom where you can just talk for as long as you want. It actually had a timer in the corner and you could see it ticking down. Mm. And then the woman, the woman said to me, she goes, oh man, we're, we're really up against time. You know, let's rush these questions. And what I normally do on these, this is off topic, but what I normally do is I say, Hey, if we go over, if we go over a little bit of time, don't worry about it. You know, I'm cool. You know, cause they're, they're paying you good money for not a whole lot of time. Right. And, and so we got to the hour and it literally disconnected me. It went poof and it just oh. disconnected me. And I'm, and I'm kind of, and I went back to the original link that they sent me, which was, you know, kind of a pseudo zoom link and I couldn't reconnect. And then out of the blue, thank God I was like monitoring my email. I checked my email and I get a, a zoom invite to continue the conversation. And so thankfully I, I was watching my email and I clicked on it and she was still there. And, oh, and then we ended up talking for another 30 minutes. And then, and then she, she said to me, she goes, Oh, she goes, I really appreciate you, you know, staying over time and this and that. And then the guy from actually, this is a, through a different company called Userlytics. Mm-hmm. The company uh, Userlytics sent me an email today. And it says, wow, I heard that you like went way above and beyond the call, you know, uh, the other day on this, on this. And he goes, so we we're sending you another 70 bucks. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and so his exact words were, uh, we've added another $70. We've boosted your tester score to the max level. So the algorithm will give you 
will will give you priority and get you more testing opportunities. So I started this one. This is a different one. It's called user lytics instead of user interviews. Mm -hmm. And then there's a third one called respondent that I do. Uh, Respondent is really hit and miss. You know, the only thing I do like about respondent, it's like when you don't qualify for something, it doesn't force you to answer the entire questionnaire. It just kicks you Uh, out. It just kicks, it just kicks you out and says, you don't qualify. Yeah. Well, in a way, it's better, you know, because, you know, you go through 10 questions and then you, you never hear anything. I'd rather just say, okay, you, you don't match the criteria. We're kicking you out. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But you, you actually, I was kind of intrigued about the one you were doing because it's an actual in-person event, which is very yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. So what the heck? I'll take that. Take it. Take the money and run. Hey, so wh- where did you, we had our big century on Saturday. So where were you, uh, did you do the uh, the metric? Yeah, I did the OCW metric. And um, then afterwards they had uh, some pizza and uh, we were congregating a little bit and it was great. I mean, we didn't have super hot weather. It sounded like you guys got the hot stuff. There, we were inland a little bit, like up Pelican Hill. There was some pretty decent climbing. Yeah, um, yeah, Pelican. Pelican's a good climb. Did you? You went up Newport Coast. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good climb. Yeah. I always so, tell people. I always tell people. I think Newport Coast is harder than Torrey Pines. Oh yeah, you think? I think. Yeah, it's it's like similar length. I think it's just a little bit steeper. Mm, well, I'll tell you, it was definitely, I, I didn't even, my, I was having so many issues with my phone. Um, I didn't even really look at my Strava. Um, your, did you say your bone? My phone. Oh, your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I couldn't, you know, as soon as we stopped, I couldn't even see what the heck my stats were. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people I'm in. The, I'm on the iPhone, and I always tell people back up your phone to your desktop, your laptop through iTunes. Have a hard copy of everything, because when you go, if you have a hard, if you have a phone that crashes, the restoration process back from an iTunes backup is so much smoother than from the cloud. Oh, really? We, I don't know uh, that I have space on my laptop for that. Uh, depending on how it compresses the file. So say you have a 128 gig phone yeah. and you have a hundred gig on there, it'll uh-huh. compress it down to about 60, but you need to have that hard drive space available in order for it to do the backup. Okay. If you have an old laptop that you're not using, it's, it's just back it up to that. And all you yeah. do is you, you launch iTunes, you plug the USB cable in, you plug the iPhone in, the, the you'll get a pop-up on your screen that says, hey, should I trust this computer? You hit yes. Yeah. It mount it mounts it. When the, I, the iPhone icon comes up, you click on it, and then you will immediately see there'll be a, there'll be a little screen that says, tells you when the last time you backed it up, which might be never, and then you'll hit backup now. Okay. And then once you do a one backup, the first backup takes a long time. Once, But then once you start doing additional backups on top of that, it erases that old file and replaces it. 
So all it does is looks on your phone to what's new. And so oh, okay. the, the following backups are always much, much quicker. But if your iPhone dies, you can literally plug your iPhone in and then there's a restore process. There's a little restore button, restore yeah, iPhone. Yeah. And it's just much smoother and more seamless than if you do it through the cloud. So many times I've tried to restore an iPhone through the cloud and it just fails. Gotcha. And then when it fails, you're then you're kind of like, oh crap, what do I do now? And it's like, reset it back to factory specs and start you know, downloading stuff again. And then mm -hmm. you have to remember like 20 or 30 logins. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It's not, that's not a cool process. It's like, that is like the last thing you want to spend an evening doing. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a nightmare. But uh oh, she's already napping. Us. I got my iced coffee. I'm ready. I know, right? Yeah. Let's just get started. Let's see. Oh, we have, we have some new, uh, let's get this party started, man. We actually have a couple, uh, doctors listening to us right now, Michelle. So we got to bring our A. We got to bring our A game. Hello, doc. Hello, doctors. <laughs> All we right, have Dr. Dr. So... Dr. Riola and Dr. Prashant. Sweet. All Very right. Nice. So Are tonight we're going to be talking, sorry, we're just, we just get our little combo. What, what did you do this weekend in? And uh, this is Eric and Michelle with the What He Said, She Said podcast. And we're going to talk about nine things that you must have on your dating profile. So many times we click. I, I started uh, early and said, you know, you click on someone's photos. They've got like 10 photos. They're looking good. And then you go down to the profile and it's bubkiss. Nothing. Bubkiss. <laughs> and you're just like, what the heck? You know, this person, look at this person. They're hiking, they're riding horses, they're, you know, they're, they're windsurfing. Oh my God, this person is active and healthy and boy, I want to know who this person is. And you go down and it's like crickets in the profile. <laughs> so, and it's, a, it's so many times that has happened to me in the past where it's like you, you click on the photos and, and I always tell people photographs paint a picture. They tell a story. And so you don't want the one bathroom selfie to be your only photo on your, your profile because that just kind of leaves it open for interpretation, Absolutely. Uh, which is not a good story. So I'm going to start off uh, a show of hands. How many of us have created a dating profile, swiped away, and somehow found yourself years later still single and only having gone on a handful of dates? You'd be surprised how many people relate to that sentiment, including me. While we can chalk up part of it to pandemic, a disinterest in dating, and an unwavering ability to swipe with no abandon. Yes, the swipe right theory for the most men, just they swipe right on everything and hope something hits. Leaving you with a ton of matches you don't even remotely care to get to know. You might be missing out on dates just because your profile isn't up to snuff. Michelle, you're eating. No, I'm not. Okay. If you're ready to put yourself out there, go on dates, and finally meet the person of your dreams, it can take a little bit of effort up front, especially when it comes to online dating profiles. Here's how you can up your dating app presence and get more matches that count. I Bingo. Agree. The first thing I tell, you know, now that we've been doing this podcast for some time, people actually send me questions and go, man, you're like the dating guru now it's like oh i'm way far from the dating guru <laughs> but i do 
I actually have had uh, a couple friends who are now recently single ask me to help them with their dating profiles, hey, which I think that's, is that's which I think is kind job. Of, that's kind of job. well. It's, I think it's kind of cool, you know, that they're they're entrusting me with that. And the first thing I say to them is get together a half a dozen to ten photos that paint your story. Yeah. You know, and so we're going to talk about that. So you want to go ahead and do number one? Yes. Pick the right photos. So this goes back to the many times that I say, imagine this whole experience as your marketing portfolio. You are marketing yourself, people. So what kind of photos do you want to put put on your profile? A good dating profile really comes down to photos, but that doesn't have to do with the shallow ideas of what is and isn't attractive either. It's about showing your personality, your hobbies, and all around you through a few images because sadly, that's the thing most people are going to look at first. As a rule of thumb, use this space to present your favorite photos of yourself, including the silly ones you take with your friends. Think of how much effort you put into looking cute on the first date. You want to emulate that in your photos. Here are a few guidelines to help you pick out the best photos. Focus on the first photo. Make sure your first photo is the best photo of you. And it's best to choose a close-up photo of your face with no other people <laughs> that might also be blonde. Don't make someone scroll through to figure out which person you are out of your five best friends. Choose something that shows your face really well, ideally with good lighting. Include a full body photo. Your body isn't something to hide and only including food photos from the neck up makes it seem like you're uncomfortable with yourself. Make sure one of your photos shows your whole body, whether it's with you, with your friends or family, outside, your favorite outfit, or a mirror selfie. And that doesn't mean it has to be tightly fitting or half-naked picture, just something that shows you from head to toe. Show off your interests. Your photos don't need to be a bunch of glamour shots of you. Vary them by showing your hobbies and interests. If you love fashion, show off your cute outfits. If your favorite summer pastime is playing golf, add a photo of you doing that. If you love trying new restaurants, include a, food, a photo at your favorite spot in your town. Show potential matches what you love instead of just telling them. Absolutely. Include your pets. Listen, you know your pets are cute, so why not show them to the world? Another great conversation starter, showing off how much you love your pets is a side of you the rest of your profile might not share. And on that whole pet topic. Um, I agree with that. If you own a cat and a dog, I would imagine that you would want that on your profile just in case whoever you might be potentially looking to go out with may not be an animal lover. Or, or they be might be allergic to cats or they don't care for dogs. I mean... I have I have a cat, and many times people have said to me, it's like, oh, I'm allergic to cats. It's like, eh, this might not work out then. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but I think the photographs paint that story. And, and when we, the first time we went on that cycling trip and we were going through our dating profiles, you had this one that was kind of your stock workout gym photo. But then you had this one that was really cute where you're sitting on your Jeep. And I said, you need to change your first photo to that one. 
Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I said because that one, that one is just it's just a it was a really good photo. You know, it kind of show it showed you and you're and you're not the guy leaning on the Porsche that actually he doesn't own. You know, you're sitting on the car that you actually own. You know, so own and love. Yes, I mean, there there's a difference between sitting on the car that's very utilitarian, like hers. She has a nice Jeep. It's a very unique color, as opposed to t- posting a photo of you in the Porsche or the Corvette. You know, the 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 midlife crisis mobile, and and so. I, th- I think there's a difference, you know, it's like, maybe you want to show that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm financially, I'm doing okay. Say, look, I'm driving a Porsche or I'm driving this or I'm driving that. But it's like, if it gets to a place where you're kind of showing off a little bit, eh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to, I don't know if that's going to push people away versus draw them in. Depends on the person. Depends on the person, right? If you have someone that's looking for a sugar daddy, maybe the Porsche photo works. Right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. So, but I think photographs. I mean, I've even seen people have professionally taken photographs, and there's actually nothing wrong with that. Um, but one of the things I emphasize is, even though it's your your personal dating profile at least have one photograph where you're in your element with your friends, whether it's a birthday party or something. Right, don't, have that as your, something. don't have it as your lead photo because whenever I see just five solo shots, I'm always, I always say to myself, I wonder if they have any friends. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, because that does happen. Um, especially over COVID people kind of locked themselves in their house and became a little on the reclusive side. And you, you want that person to have a nice group or network of friends because that, that is just important having those social connections. Yeah. So, but, but don't, don't make me choose which photo is you (laughs) and having everything, everything, a group photo or, don't chastise me and say, take your damn hat and your sunglasses off, and then you have three photos posted, all with hat and sunglasses. Right. Agreed. You know, because I think sometimes when people are reluctant to put multiple photos on their profile, I think it's because they're like, man, I don't want anyone to know that I'm doing online dating. And it's like, you need to get way past that. Yeah. Huh? You know, it's, it's been around, it's been around since the nineties and it's as far as expanding your network and finding that right person, it is the way to go. Unfortunately, well, in 2022, I don't think that people realize that the, the 20 somethings are out there doing it almost exclusively. Right. I so. always tell always tell the story of the time that you are going in reaching for the mango and then the uh, another hand reaches for the same mango and you both touch and then Wah! you know I don't know if that happens anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I uh, they just put in a new Amazon Fresh uh by my house. Uh-huh. And I start 
this I'm off on a tangent. Um, and because I'm, I'm doing these user interviews, I get all these gift cards. And so I, I do a lot of Amazon stuff because I mean, you can buy everything on Amazon, honestly. Right. And so I started using them with Amazon Fresh. Oh my God, those, those bloody people are way too efficient. I mean, I'll place an order online and then you select a pickup time. And then I swear within 20 minutes of me placing my order, it'll say your order's ready. That's awesome. And then Wait, how, the, how did we jump from photos to Amazon Press? <laughs> I don't and know. Squirrel. <laughs> Tan, a squirrel tangent. Okay, I, I won't to bring I'm it reeling, I'm reeling you back. Okay, you're reeling me back in. Okay. Yes. Well, somebody's got to do it. Well, I think because you, you taunted me saying, oh, this should be quick and easy. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to said. say is Amazon Fresh, if you have one in your area, if you hate Amazon, don't buy anything. But if you if you like Amazon, you place your order. It's done in thirty minutes. You you hit a thing that says, "Hey, I'm on my way," and then you pull into a little parking spot and you say, "I'm at number seven. Every time I've gone to pick up my order, they are at my car in less than a minute. Wow! So I you mean, don't even it, have to go in the store. No, but, well, you can choose pick up in the store or out in the parking lot. The level of efficiency at Amazon Fresh is staggering. Yeah, well, I mean, it's even cool. I mean, one more squirrel, one more tangent uh, while we're on the subject. the uh, Have you actually gone into the store? Never. Okay, so it's awesome. You pull it, you open up your Amazon app, and there's a little QR code for in-store shopping. You scan it right at the front of the store. You go in, you throw stuff in your cart. It's scanning everything as you put it in. The ceiling of Amazon Fresh is a bunch of cameras, right? And by the time you get to the checkout, you just scan that thing again and you're out the door. Wow. Yeah, that's, it's pretty that's, awesome. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, I've never actually gone in the store. Well, the first week, you know, I, I, I go on the Nextdoor app, you know, often. And the first thing people said is like, it, it's creepy. There's cameras everywhere. They're watching you. It's just like, well, yeah, there's no checkers. <laughs> well, actually, they do have checkers. So you can. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. I guess you can go in the store and not scan your thing. Do oh, okay. okay. Maybe that's how it. someone like me would use a gift card. Yeah. Well, no, because you can load your gift card onto Amazon and use it. Oh, that's anyway, true. That's we true. really digress. So let's get back. Oh, number to two. Topic. So we're, we're on topic two. Include your job and education. Actually, that's very important. Regardless of how shiny and glamorous or seemingly boring your job and education might seem, it is a great way to start a conversation. You'd be surprised how many people will strike up a conversation based on knowing something about your company, talking about your school, sports team, or knowing someone in common. I absolutely agree. I mean, many times you'll talk to someone and they'll have grown up in your town and they'll say, oh, well, where did you go to college? And I went to Cal Poly Pomona, but within the area of where I reside, I mean, there are Chafee Community College, Citrus College, Mount Sac. There's all the Claremont colleges. I mean, there's there's so many different uh, institutions in the area that that always becomes a topic of conversation at some point. Yeah. 
So you want to do number right. three? Yeah. Okay. Optimize your bio. Your bio is an essential place to talk about yourself, what you're looking for, what you like, what you do, and why you're on an app to begin with. You get to share your personality and be a little creative. Here are a few guidelines to get you started. Avoid cliches. We get it. You like Beyonce in the office and working out in the most basic bar in your town. Don't take up precious space in your bio talking about things that everyone loves. Talk about the things that you're passionate about and feel unique to you. Don't be too serious. Throughout your overall profile, have fun. Dating doesn't have to be so regimented. So add your personality wherever you can. And your bio is the perfect place to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I should go back and revisit mine. Um, Re- revisit the bio, see what... Re- yeah, see what the story right? says. Absolutely. But I, think, I think I did kind of say, um, I, I pretty much laid it out. Um, like, this is kind of who I am and what I'm looking for. That That is the best way to be. To be. I think being straightforward and not being ambiguous in any way is the best way to be. You know, it's like if you have, if you have a very specific lifestyle, meaning, you know, you, you have, you have something in your life and for us, it's athletics, you know, it's, it's hiking and cycling and mountain biking and things of that nature. But if you have something quite specific, like maybe you love to bowl, I mean, and that's something that you love to do. You, you, you go to chamber events and you love bowling and you have a, you're on a bowling league and you're doing this and you're doing that post it make sure that person knows because you never know you might have or find someone that is absolutely into bowling as well and then that can be that can be your connecting point that can be your connection to that person yeah and you know one of the questions i would get in the past because i post several cycling photos and cycling is a part of my life is they go, do I have to ride a bike? Right. And I, and I always say the same thing. No. Nope. I go, if you did, it would be fantastic. But if you don't, it's not a big deal. Because I right. think even though even though you're, you're meeting someone new and you're, you're going to have all these interesting adventures, I think it's important for us as individuals to have our own thing outside of the relationship. You know, and I mention this all often when men, when men golf a lot and the first thing uh, I've had, I've had friends of mine who say, can you teach me how to golf? And I say, well, why do you want to golf? And they go, well, my husband goes golfing on the weekends with his buddies and I want to join them. And I go, oh, have you talked to your husband about this? I go, I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, that'd be like saying, um, you know. You're gonna you're gonna go get a pedicure with me or or something. Oh, can I can I can I join your can I join your Oprah book club? <laughs> can I join your Oprah book club? Yeah, that would probably be a better analogy. Or I don't know what else. It's like, uh, no, we're reading Maya Angelou loves women book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's like you have to be, you have to allow that person. To have that time with their friends outside of what you do on the maybe on the weekends. 
Absolutely. I so. know. No, my my parents were not like that. They did everything together. And I know that um, sometimes my mom would struggle with the fact that my dad wouldn't want her to go do something without him. And when I was like, ah, we don't have to do everything together. <laughs> yeah. When I was a small child, my my dad, he loved to golf. And he taught me how to golf. And so, you know, after a certain age, I would, I would go golfing with my dad all the time, which was fantastic because uh-huh. that, was, that was like our serious, you know, bonding time. And, and then by my mom, my mom was really kind of interesting. She had a softball team, a really good softball team at the city. I mean, they kicked everyone's ass. And, and so, like, we would go and, and they, would, they would have softball tournaments. And so some weekends... My dad would be out golfing, and my mom would be at, at a softball tournament, and I'd be with my mom at the softball tournament, or sometimes with my dad golfing, depending, you know, on what you know what it was. And so, the fact that they had these two very different things, you know, but they still loved each other tremendously, mm-hmm. is was important, you know. And I think I think when you meet someone new, and I and I have friends who are like this. It's like once they start dating somebody new, it's like it's like they fell into a black hole. You never yes. hear from them again. Ghosty, ghosty. Yeah, your friends ghost you. It's like, hey, I met someone. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. And then you break up. And then like, hey, and buddy, what's sudden, going on this weekend? The ghost reappears. Yeah, Absolutely. no, that's that's actually my sister. Are you on here, Denise? Listening, that she does that all the time when she's yes. got the flave, the, the flave. We used to joke about it because I'm like, oh, we haven't heard from her in a while. She must. Yeah, be I have. Somebody. I have a couple friends uh, on that are and friends in real life and on Facebook. And when they start dating someone new, oh my god, it's like they can't post enough photos of them as a couple. Uh-huh. It's like just inundate their feed with photos of the couple. And then I already know when they're going to break up because they'll start posting some sort of negative man oh, meme. Yeah. Some man some man meme, you uh, know, and then it's like, "Oh, she's on she's on the way to she's breaking up again." On on to the next one. On to the next one. And keep your damn personal life off of social media right amen it's like if if you are in our age demo which is 40s 50s and 60s there is nothing good that can come of it no yeah no, I, I, I i actually have hilarious when you see the relationship status change because that gets like blown up and you know teleported to everybody Right, relationship status changed. I actually have a friend whose relationship status changed uh, on Facebook. I've known her for a long time, and the guy looks like he's in a hostage video. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen about a half a dozen photos of them together, and he never smiles. Yeah, he looks like he's being held at gunpoint to take this photo. And I, and, I, and, I, and and this person I know, I'm not going to mention any names, she is always super fun and friendly and, 
her smile is ear to ear. And then the guy is like stone faced. Oh and I'm God. like, going, I don't know if this is going to be a good match. And I go, why in the hell are you posting this on social media? Like you're in your fifties. You don't need, you don't need people to pat you on the back and say, Oh, good for you. You're dating. Well, yeah. So, so, um, you know, when you're first setting up your Facebook account and you're going through all the questions, you know, you're going to answer them. I think after that point, is it really, is it really necessary to keep changing it? <laughs> right. Although I, I did change it when I was no longer married, I must confess, because I wanted nothing to do with that anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I will say. It's honestly, nobody's freaking business is how right. I see it. And this I'm. Is this I is have, the, the Eric 101 on social media and relationships. Yeah. A relationship is between two people. It can be a man and a man, a woman and a woman, a man and a woman. Regardless, Whatever. doesn't make doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah. Once you post all your relationship stuff on social media, that relationship no longer belongs to you. It belongs yeah. to the community. And what do I mean by that? Not everyone, even the people in your friends list, have your best interest at heart. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so every once in a while you'll see a comment that's a little catty. Right. And you're going, hmm, I don't think this, I don't think her friend likes the fact that she's dating. Yeah. You know, and, and once you start posting photos and things of that nature online, you're just opening yourself up for um, criticism. Yeah. And honestly... Relationships are already hard enough. You don't need any criticism in a relationship. Yeah, I just feel you, you keep your personal, your personal, and and you, uh, I mean, especially for me, because my my Facebook page is, is very um, particular, particularly geared towards my business. Of course. Um. And I used to have a business page too, but even when I had both of them, I was still very, very careful about what I would post on my personal page. Like, seriously, I wasn't going to be putting myself out there, you know, um, with like three drinks lined up or, you know, it's like your persona should be pretty darn clean, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, especially if you have a business or you're one of my friends, one of my friends was recently engaged and she got it all on video. And honestly, it was the it was awesome. Right. He proposing to her, he caught her totally off guard. You know, it's like it was it was actually a really sweet proposal. Uh -huh. So the waiter brings over a bottle of champagne and then he turns the bottle and it says, will you marry me? And so she's staring at the bottle and staring at the waiter and she's going, she's all confused what? going, like, will you marry me? What the hell? And then as she turns the bottle and she's reading it, he slips out of his chair onto his knee with the diamond behind her. Aww. It was awesome. Very sweet. So did <laughs> so she put that on Facebook? She did. It was, and it was, it was, it was sweet and it was awesome. Huh. 
Huh. And it's someone that she's been seeing for a long time, so it's not like it was unexpected, but right. it was it was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, That's let's start. Okay. Let's keep rolling. Number four. All right. Add your Spotify. Wait, we did that one already, didn't we? Number four, add your interests. Okay. You just did three. Optimize your bio. Some of these might be a little redundant. Bumble gives you the option to add five interests, like your hobbies and social issues you care about. Make sure to fill this out, including a range of things you love. Don't list off the five different workouts you love or a bunch of things that are too similar. And if you have a social issue you really care about, environmentalism, Black Lives Matter, LBGDQ rights, just to name a few, make sure to include those two to attract like-minded people. I think that's important. Adding your interest, whether it's uh, cerebral, whether you like to go see concerts, uh, whether you like to go see plays, movies, etc. I think it's important to have not necessarily a laundry list, but a short list of the things that tickle your fancy. Yep. Wow. Tickle so your go, fancy. Tickle your, tickle your fancy, baby. <laughs> yeah, That's I what agree. she said. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, agree with all said. Not much to elaborate because we kind of already talked about it. All right, let's go. Connect your Spotify. This one was kind of interesting. Never really thought about it. Bumble and Tinder give you the option to connect your Spotify account to show off your favorite artists. If you use Spotify, utilize this feature. It's a no-brainer way to show the other side of you. Plus, you don't know the rush of someone responding with their favorite Taylor Swift era unprompted until you experience it. That's funny. Um, yeah, I know I've seen... Um, I don't know if it was match. I think it was match or it was fitness singles that allowed you to link your Instagram. Um, it One must've been, did. it must've been match. Cause I don't remember that on fitness singles. Okay. I actually, I actually put on several of my dating sites. If it didn't allow you to link it, I think, okay. Cupid allowed you to link it. Okay. Uh, what I would do is I would put my, IG ID somewhere in the profile. And so if they were, you know, a little more curious, they could, you know, copy and paste it into IG and they could see my photos. Yeah. You know, I think, and I've said this, I've said this time and time again, and I know that I'm, I'm beating a dead horse. I think because of the number of men versus women on online dating profile. I don't know what the differential is, but it feels like it's at least two to one men to women. Really? I think so. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there is data on that. I'm looking it up as we speak. Good. All right. I'll read the so next one while you do that. Okay. Answer the prompts. If you're on Hinge, Bumble, or OkCupid, make use of the prompts. The app's already set up for you. These are great, and e these are a great and easy way to get to know someone before you swipe, and they make starting a conversation a lot easier. When possible, opt for the prompts that are a little more open-ended and allow the other person to easily respond, like two truths and a lie, never have I ever. Always a perfect first date opportunity, and first round is on me if dot dot dot. Yep, I would say. 
Okay, I, I found some information. Oh, okay. Seventy-six percent uh, of dating app active users are men via wow. Tinder. Men via Tinder. Okay. Hold on. Via Bumble, because I think Bumble is female oriented. Fifty-nine percent are females. Mm. So my two-to-one analogy is totally wrong. I think it's based on the app. Did you did you check match? Uh, it's not giving. It's not giving me. Hold on. It's not giving me any demo for match. Uh, on re- oh, here it is. Twenty-seven male to female ratios. Match. It's almost even. Forty-nine percent men, fifty-one percent women. Yeah. E harmony is pretty equal. Interesting. Silver singles is almost 60% women. Well, yeah, because the men have all died off. That's because they hid their medication. That's because because the women hid their medication. No, or they just died off. Seriously, women. Even on on, uh, racially oriented ones, black people meet is 47% men, 53% women. Um. Not shocking. Adult friend finder is 65% men. Wait, oh. what was that one? Daisy was barking. I know. Well, if, if anyone has Daisy at 44 minutes, you won the, you won the contest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, adult friend finder, which I think is like a Tinder, uh, 65% men. Okay, so... If the website is sexually oriented, meaning it's more of a hookup, 65% men, 40% women. If they are actual, you know, match in elite singles and eHarmony, elite singles is interesting. It's 56% women. Interesting. Very interesting. I I had no idea. It's always interesting what you find out. So, yeah. So back I, to, I still, I still think because of the nature of online dating, I still think men have to be more forthcoming with who they are, what they do, things of that nature. If you're looking for a serious or long-term relationship, I think it's important to put that information out there for the women to kind of to kind of vet you a little bit. Yeah. And in a way, but, but vice versa. Vi- yeah, vice versa Perfectly. too. I mean, you know, if someone if someone is very um, cautious with telling you like where they live. I mean, when I ask people where they lived in the past, I don't need an address. I just just let me know what city you live in. Right. You know, if you if you live up in the high desert, eighty miles away, eh, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. And a lot of times, and I've encountered this, and I've encountered this with both men and women, uh, with some of my friends. You know, I have a friend that, that posts that he lives in Rancho Cucamonga, and I and I know that he I lives in Claremont, <laughs> and I know that he lives in Claremont, and I go, why did you put you live in Rancho Cucamonga? And he goes, because if I post that I live in Claremont, they'll think that I have a lot of money. Oh. 
And it's like, and so those are the small lies, the little lies that have some deeper seated meaning, meaning they might've dated someone in the past that was only interested in their money. Okay. And, and the way I tell people about that is just because you met someone that was a, that was a jerk or an a-hole, wipe that shit off your shoulder and move forward. It's like, not everyone is going to be like that. And, uh, I call that paying for the past sins of others. Yeah. You know, when you, when you have someone who's deathly afraid that you're going to cheat on them because the person that they dated before they decided to go online cheated on them. It's like, you have to do, I mean, I used to do this. I would shake their hand. I go, hi, my name is Eric. I am not your ex-boyfriend. That's true. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and when it comes to online dating, the beauty of online dating is when you're meeting new and interesting people, you have a clean slate. Yeah. There's there's no prior bullshit with them. And in a way, that should be encouraging versus yeah. discouraging. Everyone brings a little bit of luggage to the party. Luggage. If you're in your 40s you or 50s, oh yeah, <laughs> 40s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, if you on your profile say, I have no baggage, yeah. you are full of S. Yeah, agreed. You know, agreed. everyone everyone has a little bit of something. All right, you we, are way off pro- we are way off topic again. No, so we're not. We, yeah, we are, okay. kind of. Okay, six, answer the prompts. No, I just read that one. You did? Yeah. While no, you, you, were said, you, said, you said connect your Spotify. Oh, wait, I was, yeah. I was looking up. Yeah, oh, I wasn't paying attention. Okay, seven. <laughs> Squirrel. Well, well, I was I was looking up the the, the demo. Yeah, number but we seven. Kind of already talked about that too, right? Answering the prompts that are given and and yes. Uh, yes. All right, so go ahead, number seven. Number seven, like real quick, dating websites like OkCupid, I think Elite Singles, I know eHarmony, they have questionnaires. The questions are very general in nature. I think they help you see behind the curtain a little bit of that person. And so match had them too, like five. I might, I mean, it might have just been one or two questions. Okay, like Cupid, that. I think makes you answer at least twenty questions minimum. Oh wow! But, but I mean, they're not. You're not writing an essay. You're choosing. It's multiple choice. Oh, gotcha. You know, so it's, a, it's I mean, it, it's 20 questions, but it takes you five minutes. Spend Got the it. five minutes or maybe even spend 15 minutes answering a bunch of questions. And then what it does is it, it matches you with a percentage to possible people to meet. And whenever I would see someone on OkCupid that was above 90% match, I would stop and actually go, hmm, okay, let You're me read their let me read their profile while we matched. And then on OKCupid, you can click on the questions and it will tell you how many questions that person answered. And so if they answered hundreds of questions and you're still matching above 90%, then you're like, okay, so we're clicking here. I want to see what's behind. I want to see what's on the profile. So, okay, number seven, this is an easy one. 
add your COVID-19 vaccination status. On Hinge and several other apps like OkCupid, this is coded into the bio with all your other personal information. On Bumble, make sure to add this information to your bio. This is helpful for planning dates and gives you a heads up that that person you're talking to is taking COVID seriously. I agree with that. Wow, that that definitely has to be a new ad because, I mean, I know it's been a while um, since I signed up, but um, there was definitely nothing. And I, it was during, I think I re-upped during COVID. Yeah, because I just moved out here. Or maybe I didn't. I don't know. Right. I mean, hard to tell. I don't yeah, know that you, I ever you, you moved out. You moved out in the midst of the pandemic. I did, but I really don't remember answering anything about um, COVID. And then I did. I did have one guy that I matched with, and he said on in his profile, he said, <clears throat> "If you're vaccinated, don't bother reaching out," or something like that. <laughs> But, but yet he reached out to me and then he's like, well, maybe we could just be friends. I'm like, yeah, okay. You're weird. There, there <laughs> is this, there's this, I'm not going to call her crazy because that's mean, but she's a little disjointed. This woman at the post office that I see often. And she, she asked me if I was vaccinated and I said, yes, vaccinated and boosted. And she's like, oh my God. She goes, I got to get you on a protocol to get that stuff out of your system. She goes, you know, that stuff is poison. You know, it's a government conspiracy, you know, black helicopters, you know, UFOs. And so she, it turns out she sells like essential oils. And so I think it's like, I think it's like her, I think it's like her ploy to her sell the essential oils. There you go. Cause she's just like, Oh, we got it. We got to get you off of that stuff. And I got all these, I, she goes, I have a whole protocol I can sell to you. If you're interested in getting, you know, getting off of the, getting off of, getting off of the COVID. That's pretty funny. It's Actually, hilarious. Essential oils have their place. I am not a huge proponent of them, but I just did a restorative yoga certification and she talks about what essential oils that you could use while you're doing certain things. And if you have certain issues, I thought it was kind of interesting. So anyway, we'll move on. Eight include lifestyle choices like drinking, smoking, etc. If the, if the app allows you to answer, if you're a drinker or smoker, don't be afraid to put those answers on your profile. If you're not a drinker, you might not want to meet someone who says they drink every single day or vice versa. If smoking is part of your life, you'll want to make sure the people you talk to know that so they won't, so you know they won't judge you or you'll know if they do too. This will attract people with the same interests or values across the board. I mean, that was a no-brainer for me in my former situation. Um, of if course. I saw somebody that put on their profile that they drank moderately moderately to me is like you're probably drinking every night and yeah not into that Um, yeah i i okay i i personally do not drink because i'm allergic to alcohol so for me i would always check socially even though i don't drink i would check socially because what happened was when i would say i don't drink 
people in Everyone who's in AA ran to me. Ah. <laughs> so so if I if I put that I don't drink and honestly, it was a question that would come up when we would I would go out on dates with people. They would say for some reason they would they would always see that and they would say, "Hey, I see that you don't drink. How long have you been sober?" <laughs> and I yeah, and I, I would make it, that assumption. It, yeah, well, especially these days. And I would say to them, "I go my whole life." <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, several instances where I, I drank alcohol and it did not end well. You know, it was just, you know, just being, my dad was allergic to alcohol. Also, there was an instance going back to earlier, we went to a golf tournament together. I think I was about 14 years old. My dad decided to be one of the boys and, you know, started drinking. He got so deathly sick. I had to drive him home. Wow. Different time, different times. That's crazy. Yeah, no one ever, no one even thought twice about it. Wow. You know, but it was just, yeah. So, so I always kind of check socially. If you are a person who has fought with uh, alcohol, not necessarily saying you're an alcoholic, but you want to be around other people that don't drink, make sure you check that I don't drink. Yeah. You know. And so that the people, the people that are going to support you are going to gravitate to you. Yep. You know, exactly. and it, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yep. So, so you did eight. I'm going to do nine. Yep. Include your political views. This is, this one's a little tenuous. If your political values are important to you and you want someone who aligns with those values, it's important to include this up front. This makes sure you don't waste your time with someone who disagrees with you, and it eliminates the need for a conversation about it later. Well, I think that is a very important one because we live in these very, I want to say, fractured political times. Oh, yeah. And, and if you have someone who is an ardent Trump supporter, not saying it's good or bad, and you're trying to date me, Mr. Liberal, it's not going to go well. Right. It's just because I do like talking politics. And so it's going to come up. And so being on the same page in that regards, I think, is very important. Unless you want to spend a lot of time arguing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't. No. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spend time arguing. I so, think I, I said, um, if you, if you feel strongly on either position, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna fit because I do not enjoy talking about politics. Um, so you would would you choose more of a centrist as your uh, party of choice? Um, I don't know what you mean. I'm, I'm meaning meaning you're more in, you're you're more in the center. Definitely. Yeah, and and I'm I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. When someone says centrist, what that really says to me is. I'm not wearing my politics on my sleeve and I'm probably not going to be talking 
about the political landscape on the date on date one? No, if if ever. If ever, and so <laughs> that's what that means to me. When you're I, there, you, there was one profile I remember, and it used to say very liberal, somewhat liberal, like moderate centrist, somewhat right, you know, strong, strong right. And, and I like those nuances because yeah. people, because people are layered. I mean, there's so many different layers to, to people. And so I think that's important to, to be able to, to look at someone and say, okay, if I'm very liberal and someone is somewhat liberal, okay, we're going to get along. And then if they're centrist, we're probably still going to get along. If they're way right, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, I don't, I don't go way either direction. That's fine. Um, there's, there's, but I would say, well, we don't need to discuss, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I can't, the hardcore either direction, the argumentative person, um, I just have no interest again. That's a, uh, that's a trigger. <laughs> that's a trigger for me. We were talking about the luggage earlier. <laughs> the luggage. Yeah. That would be well, luggage. Well, you the did, last two things that we just talked about were luggage. If you if you go back into the podcast archives, there are different characters in Michelle's story. One is Drunk Bill. And the fact that Drunk Bill liked to drink definitely didn't play well with Michelle. So No, not true. Not that he liked to drink. Liked to drink to excess. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's I guess that's horrible. Yeah, if you're going to stagger, you're definitely drinking too much for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. that, I think that was just a regular occurrence for that guy, sadly. Yeah. I see that you're clicking off in 21 seconds. Oh. So I think uh, we're done. With, we're done. We're done with Woo-hoo. it. Look and once that. again, this is Eric and Michelle with the What He Said, She Said podcast. Hey, that was nine things. If uh, our guest is going to come on, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave and oh. see if our guest comes on. Oh, there she, she went, Michelle. If you're still out there, you can come back on for another minute and we can finish. Oh, is that her? It is. I get to do the countdown again, and in three, two, one, Michelle. I stop. <laughs> I'm such a kindergartner. Uh, I know. What, I was to say, one... Remember, who was the guy that was trying to get on earlier? His name was Juan, I believe. Juan. Hold on. Let me, oh. Let me... Yeah. Well, I I just wanted to real quick um, give a shout out. I, shout I just mentioned it that um, I did a restorative yoga certification. Um, if any ladies out there are dealing with some menopause symptoms. Um, well, why don't you I, talk about, why don't you talk, I think we get, even though we have regular people that listen to our podcast, I still think the majority of the people who are listening to us today, and I do see a lot of women, they don't know our backstory. So why don't you talk a little bit about your group on Facebook and where they can find you? Certainly. Um, so my group is called menopause mastery, fit tips and fat loss secrets. Um, 
And uh, so I've been in the fitness industry for a very long time and um, recently had gone through menopause myself. Um, Many women don't enjoy speaking about that factor, just like when we are prepubescent, that's no fun either. Um, So anyway, um, I had some struggles that I went through and I hired myself a coach to help me really with my nutrition. And so now that's what I do, but I have more of a very holistic view. Um, and I basically coach women on how to feel better as they're going through all of their, um, woes of menopause. And tomorrow night in my group, I am going live at 5 p.m. PST. It'll be 8 p.m. EST. And I'm doing a restorative yoga class for women that may be experiencing menopause symptoms. So it's a very um, non-strength-based, um, very relaxing um trying to bring peace and lack of stress uh, back into your environment. And yes, I will probably use essential oils while I am practicing (laughs) and will recommend. But anyway, if anybody is interested in joining that, I'm running that through my group via Zoom and it will be live on my Facebook group or in my Facebook group called Menopause Mastery Fit Tips and Fat Loss Secrets. And you can also follow me on Instagram at at Coach Michelle with one L M Fitness. And um I have as far as my group is concerned, I do uh provide a lot of education, tips, advice. Um I you have you have today. live streams, don't you, on your on your your uh, program? I do. I have live streams. Do you um, also do you also uh, link out to your YouTube videos, or how does that work? Um, haven't really. Well, I will record a lot of my stuff out on YouTube. Not much of it is public. Uh, a lot of it is unlisted. Um, but I have a lot of workouts that you can follow. And I also have uh, different talks that I have um, done that I've recorded and put out on YouTube. So, but anyway, tomorrow night, you can show up in the privacy of your own home with your blankets, pillows, (laughs) yoga mats, your yoga blocks, um, bolsters, anything you might have at home to support yourself. And we will be doing probably be 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes of a restorative yoga class for menopausal women. So excellent. You have it. Well, I think, I think in places that need blankets and, and hoogie bookies, uh, Southern California is about to catch on fire again. It's going to be a hundred inland these next few days. So that's crazy. That's it's crazy hot. No good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here under my ceiling fan and uh, (laughs) I have been seeing the heat advisories, but on the coast right now it's 72 degrees. Yeah. I mean, when it gets to 80, 80 plus in Newport, people think 
they're melting. You know, so when I lived in Long Beach, I know when it got up 85, 90, because we didn't have any air conditioning. We just had 14 big bay windows, and it, that was super hot, you know, and it's like you couldn't, it's like you couldn't get the air to circulate oh. enough. Oh, there you go. You were gone for a second. Oh, I was. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm no going to tap off. Okay, so if anyone wants to come on as a guest for a few minutes, please feel free to hit the join now. Michelle is now gone. Once again, this is Eric and Michelle with the What He Said, She Said podcast. And I'm going to go ahead and get something to drink really quickly. And if anyone wants to join me specifically on the podcast, feel free to ask to join now. Okay, I'm back. Sorry for that. I had to make myself an iced coffee. So it looks like we don't have anyone joining us. Once again, this is Eric and Michelle. And this is the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. This is episode 31. And we have all our podcasts listed on the normal podcasting channels, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, as well as Audible, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. And you look for the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. This is our 31st episode. We have a lot of interesting stories in the archives. And we do have a Facebook group as well. And it is called the What He Said, She Said podcast. And if you want to join our group and get a little bit more information about online dating and the ups and downs, we have that information there. So... Feel free to give us a call or a message on there. Uh, and we want to say good evening and hope everyone has a great day. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.